Hi, this is Marcus Ball of the Toronto Argonauts. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Looking at Schultz with you, perhaps the biggest advantage in the first half for either team was time of possession, 17.40 for BC, 12.20 for the Argonauts. And uh, we'll see what happens. The Argonauts are going to get the ball in this quarter. The Lions will get the wind in the fourth quarter. So the Argos wanted to get the ball to start the third quarter of play. Down by seven points, Chris. What do you want to see them do offensively? That's a little different than what we saw in the first. Do exactly what you did on your last possession of the second quarter. Everything was systematic. Everything was disciplined. Everything was precise. Get a good return. Get it past your 35, hopefully all the way to your 40. That gives you instantaneous look in your mind that another 20 yards you're in field goal position. And then start the execution of the game. Bethel Thompson, I've not seen him roll to his right or roll to his left one time this game. Now, I'd consider huh. doing that, too, because, you know, the defensive line, they get a feel and an understanding. And if a quarterback is stagnant and is in the same position all the time, they're, gonna, they're going to know that they have a target that's not moving. So to break it up in the second half, I would move him and have him throw on the move. And I'm positive in the practices they have moved Bethel Thompson practicing and moving. So the Argos will be moving from right to left. They have their backs to the lake, moving toward the Gardner. All in blue today, aside from the white numbers, BC in white tops, orange pants, and orange helmets. Ty Law tees it up. Marquise Jackson and Mario Alford, Super Mario, will be back there, and he'll take the ball in his first CFL game at the five-yard line to the 15. Cuts to the near side of the numbers to the 20, 25-30. Wants to scoop between two uh, BC coverers and can't do it. He's brought down at the 31-yard line, and that's where McLeod Bethel Thompson will take over. 10 of 16 in the opening half, 145 yards, no picks, no touchdowns. Okay, 32-yard line, here we go. McLeod, this is the time where you make an impact as a quarterback. First possession in the third quarter. It's the most critical possession, opening possession for each team. How you start the second half. You don't win games in the first half. You win games in the second half. Very significant that he performed well. All at the 32-yard line. Offensive line from left to right. right. Campbell, Holmes, McEwen, Bobbin, and Van Zyl. Bethel Thompson looks it over. He's moving both backs now. Cross and Wilder into the backfield. And will give the ball to Wilder up the A-gap across the 35 to the 38. They'll give him the 39. And just like that, it's a quick seven yards. He now has 52. Quick seven. Extremely well blocked by the Argonaut offensive line. I always look at a running back and I go with 1,001, 1,002, 1,003 to see what distance it is until he's touched. He was not touched until he was five, six yards into the B.C. linebacker area. Wilder needs uh, they need two yards and a bit. He's at 98 yards now total between rushing and receiving. Pressure coming. They pick up the blitz. Thompson dumps it off underneath. He's got a man, Alford, for the first down across the 45 to the 46. That is good for seven yards and a first down. Patience, patience, patience by Bethel Thompson because he changed his cadence. He originally started his cadence, then he stopped it in BC showed their cards. They showed that they were going to bring pressure on the right-hand side of the quarterback. Bethel Thompson threw it to the left-hand side on the one-on-one opportunity. Great patience to read the blitz, take advantage of it. Three catches, 36 yards for Mario Alford so far in his CFL debut. Bethel Thompson with a three-man rush, has some time, dumps it off underneath. He's got Wilder close to the 50-yard line. Great coverage by the secondary of the BC Lions. 
and they'll get something out of nothing. It's a gain of two and a half, a long seven to go for the Argos. And the something out of nothing was a very good catch by James Wilder. Sometimes the hardest catches are the catches down by your ankles and your knees because it's unnatural to catch the football at that low of a level. It's much more natural to catch the higher passes. Seven to get. They're going to give him the full three yards. Bethel Thompson to the far midfield stripe, and it's going to be on the carpet. He was looking for S.J. Green, and it will be incomplete. They haven't targeted S.J. all that much today. S.J. Green has been by far their favorite target this year. He had 67 going into today's game. Second most was Wilder at 38. You know, Mike, it's, it's funny. I, I would never call myself a quarterback coach or an expert on quarterback play, but if you watch the footwork of the quarterback, there's such a distinct association between inaccurate passes and poor footwork. Medeiros gets it away. High kick outside the numbers to the 10-yard line. Brainy is going to come down there. There's a hole that somehow doesn't get called, but it doesn't matter as Levi Noel was being held and still made the tackle. Excellent coverage. What a play. Yes, we'll, excellent coverage. We'll take the timeout. It's to the 15-yard line. That's where the Lions will take over with a seven-point lead. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Mike Hogan and Chris Schultz with you. JP's back at our Agent Court Studios. Stevie E here at BMO Field where the Argos trail by seven. Great kick by Zach Medeiros. They were working, Schultz, all week long on punting the ball outside the numbers, making sure that Chris Rainey doesn't get a chance to be, well, Chris Rainey. Well, the, the worst thing you can do is give a returner options because they always have three options right up the middle of the field to the right to the left. But if you have a good punter and he can pin you, then they have only one or two options. They can go up the field or they can go to the left. So it makes the coverage so much easier. That's one of the problems with the Argonauts is they haven't had the consistency in the special teams. But the scenario now is you got 12-37. You've had it on offense one through the punt. You have your opponent on the 15-yard line. So now's the time for your defense to get a quick two and out. And even if they gain five, seven yards, no big deal because even with the punt, you're going to get the ball in and around your own 40. First down at the 15-yard line. Lions moving from left to right, following the right hash mark. Argos in a 40 front. Lions pack it in. They go play action, dump it to Burnham, who was hit at the 15, bounces off the tackle attempt. And it's knocked out of bounds, and a flag comes down. Marcus Ball could not make the tackle. And are we going to have a late hit on the sidelines against the Argos? He was knocked out of bounds close to the first down marker. And nope, this is going to be against BC. We will get the call from Ben Major. Ben? Illegal block, BC number 13. We'll go back half the distance. We'll repeat first down. The former Argonaut, Kevin Elliott who was part of the three-receiver group that was released a couple of years ago by Scott Milanovic near the end of the season. Big-time break for the uh, Toronto Argonauts because now the BC Lions are starting with a first down here on their seven-yard line. So once again, it's distances. It's about distances, and if you can keep them pinned down, you're going to get the ball, and it'll be a shorter distance to get a touchdown. Lang and Wynn in the middle. Davis and Beltre are the ends. All four coming. Lule back into the end zone. He'll dump it off to Jeremiah Johnson. And this time, Marcus Ball is going to make the tackle, but I think they're going to call him for the horse co- a horse collar or a face mask, and he is furious. Well, Mike, it, it, it'll probably be a face mask, and Marcus doesn't have anything to be upset about. Unfortunately, any time the hand even touches the mask, they're going to call it. Ben Major will Major explain Major foul, it. face mask. Toronto number six. Boy, that hurts. It's a 15-yard oh, yeah. penalty it's an and an automatic first, first down. First down. Automatic first down. 
That hurts. And we'll get a look at the replay here and let you know if he got him, and he did. Well, and it's not like, you know, it's yeah, he in, grabbed the, it. in the heat Good of call. the moment. Like, I, I understand in the heat of the moment, you're reaching and you're grabbing whatever you can grab, but you've got to have a sixth sense about you as to where your hands are because this changes the dynamic of this opening possession for BC dramatically. But for second and long, first and long, the first and ten of the 25-yard line. 40 front again for the Argos. They're in man. They sent everybody out to follow the receivers. Back to Pascal's Lue. He's going to take a shot deep for Manny Arsenault. And it is caught in front of Darby, who was stride for stride with Manny Arsenault. But that's going to be a cross midfield to the Argo 53. That's a gain of 27 on a first down. Good throw. Good catch. Good route. It was on the right hash, thrown all the way to the left part of the sidelines, past the numbers. The ball that stayed in the air, what seemed like forever. But in man coverage, you can't cover a receiver that long in any form of football. And Manny made a nice throw or a nice catch, and Travis made a nice throw. It was well executed. Pass protection was good. Good offensive play. That was terrible at math. 32-yard gain for the BC Lions. First down across the Argo side of midfield. Ball over on the left hash mark. Two receivers to the near side. They're going to run a jet sweep to, gain, to uh, uh, Rainey. And he's going to duck outside. Try to cut back in inside the 45 to the 42. And that's going to be good for a first down. They'll mark it at the 41-yard line. Well, good choice of the player to run the jet sweep, too, and Chris Rainey because his greatest attribute is explosion and speed. And once he gets the football, the pursuit angles are all behind the ball carrier. So as the linebackers pursue, Rainey has only one or two options to look at, but it's a tough play to defend, especially in the middle of the football field. Rainey's going to be in the backfield once again. He's going to stand to the right of Travis Goulet. First down of the Argo 41. BC leading by seven. Play action to Rainey, and Lule's going to throw it away. He was looking for Manny Arsenault, who wasn't looking at the football. Marcus Ball got a lick on Travis Lule. No flag. And it will be second down and 10 from the 41. Well, really good coverage because Travis Uli did have time to survey the football field, look at all his options. But then finally, Marcus Ball was able to get to him and force him to throw the football away. At the 41. See what they dial up here. One, two, three, four receivers go to the field side. To the boundary is Manny Arsenal. Single coverage. He's got with one on one with Roberson, yeah. Marcus Roberson in his first game with the Argos. And uh, back to Pascal's Rule. He's looking to the wide side of the field. He's got a man at the 40. Shaq Johnson. Nice open field tackle, though. Uh, made by Ronnie Yell, the former BC Lion. Played his first four years with BC. Makes the tackle there after a gain of three. It's third and long. Mike, you remember when you were a kid and you're playing pickup football and you're just having fun and all of a sudden you and your friend are in open space and you have to tackle your friend. And you're like, uh-oh, and you get that adrenaline rough. Ronnie Yell. That was an excellent tackle. If he had missed that tackle, that would have easily been a first down. You always wanted to tackle. The better the friend was, the better you wanted to tackle him because you didn't want to hear it for the rest well, of the Well, even as a kid, I wanted respect. 45-yard field goal attempt. Here's Ty Long from the left hash mark. Pajardo was the holder. Good snap, good hold. Kick is up. He's got the leg and nailed it. Two-score game once again as the BC Lions hit a long field goal attempt. And just like that, the Lions are up 20 to 10. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. That's Chris Schultz. I'm Mike Hogan. Argos taking on BC. Why not another team from the West? <laughs> hey, listen, you're the right. Argos have played seven games so far. This is their eighth game. They've only played one team from the East. 
That's okay. Get them out of the way. Yeah. We don't like the West. We like the East. We want to compete with the East, and we want to win the East. we got nine minutes and four seconds. You're down by ten points. No big deal. Just execute your offense. Stay calm. Bethel, just work on your footwork. I'm noticing every time your footwork is a little off, like your feet are too tightly together, your ball is inaccurate. As much as you concentrate on accuracy and throwing the football, stay aware of your footwork, and you're going to be fine. I don't think he's played a bad game by any means. He hasn't thrown an interception yet. He hasn't fumbled the football yet. I think there are a couple turning points here against the Argos is Marcus in that face mask really flipped the field and gave him a first down. And then also the one short yardage play to Martise Jackson. I don't know if that was the right decision to give it to such a smaller guy in a congested area. Argos' next three games against the East, then three against the West, and then their last four games against Eastern opponents. First down at the 35-yard line. They're going to give the ball to Wilder, who is hit in the backfield, and then is hit late. And the man who made the first tackle is in a great deal of pain all of a sudden. As I think he got hit by his teammate, Devon Coleman made the tackle. And then the second tackler for BC came in and hit some friendly fire his own man. And Coleman is in a great deal of difficulty holding his arm on the near sideline. He really is. He really is. Second 10 from the 35-yard line. Bethel Thompson, 10 of 16 for 145 yards. Calls an audible at the line of scrimmage. Three receivers to the right, two to the boundary. Wilder's in the backfield. Four, five-man rush late. Bethel Thompson throws a dart, and Armani Edwards dug it out. What a catch by Armani Edwards. Lions say no. Did they call that as a catch? They are saying that's a catch at the midfield stripe. Boy, that was impressive. First, the throw was low into the inside. Hurry up. Second, the Hurry catch up. was excellent. Get on the ball Hurry and run up. a play. Hurry up. Oh, there's a sniper. <laughs> One of the, oh, it's Odell Willis. Veteran the Lions taking a knee. And Rargo, there goes, there's there goes a challenge. Yeah. Why didn't they run the play? Well, unless they're caught positive it was a catch, you wanted Wally to use his challenge. Well, we have a we have a monitor here. We're going to get the replay here shortly. It sure did look like a catch from our vantage point. I mean, we're perfectly situated in this stadium. I swear to God, my eyes are splitting center field. Yep. BC is right challenging here. that the last play was an incomplete pass. Gary the Peters play will be reviewed. Gary Peters was the closest guy to it. He's a third-year CFL or first-year with the Lions. He's out of Clemson. And he got up and was adamant that it hit the ground. We'll take the timeout while they look at the replay. We'll take a look at it as well and let you know what we see and what the officials see. 8-11 left in the third quarter. BC 20, Argos 10. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Mike Hogan, Chris Schultz with you. Over the break, we have the uh, we have uh, access to the monitors, and TSN's been showing about five different angles. And every time the ball is near the ground, there's a BC Lion body in front of it. I don't think there's a definitive replay, Chris. I honestly don't know if he caught the football or not because we haven't been able to see whether or not he did. And the call call on the field is a catch. They need conclusive evidence that the ball hit the ground. I I don't think they have it. I I honestly don't know if he caught it or not, Chris. I'm not trying to play the homer here. Oh, no. I don't know if it hit the the ground or not. Conversely, if they had have called it incomplete on on the field... I think it would be an incomplete pass because it, there's no video evidence we've seen on five different camera angles that shows clearly whether or not he caught the football. Well, the one good body language moment is Armani Edwards got up quickly and yeah. was heading down the end zone. So I thought he got his hands underneath the football. Ben Major has been surrounded After by his cheerleaders. What did he have to say? on the field stand. There we go. It's a completed pass. It's first down. BC loses. Their, their first timeout. timeout. <laughs> and they lose their challenge. 
That's a more good importantly. So yeah. now Wally doesn't have another challenge. They have one timeout left in the game. I shouldn't have gone ha ha against Wally. That's disrespectful. <laughs> it is. Wally's done all right. Yeah, he's done all right. Wally and Jim Pop, the two general managers. Well, I guess he's not the general manager, Wally, anymore. But the two winningest general managers in CFL history. Here's uh, James Wilder Jr. on first down. A rugby scrum has broken out, and the Argos have pushed the pile to the 49-yard line for a gain of six. You know, in the play calling, Mark Trestman's done a very good job of keeping the physical element because just those plays, I mean, they're gaining yards on every run play with James Wilder Jr. And once James Wilder gets in that rugby scrum, he is pushing that rugby scrum backwards. And they're going to give him the rock again, and he's going to pour the pile to the 46-and-a-half. He'll be just shy. Checked out the 45-and-a-half. He's just shy of the first down, and immediately out come the bigs as we see Dylan Wynn come out as a tight end. I haven't seen Dylan as a tight end this year. He comes out with Chris Kolonkowski. Mike, did you notice how quickly they ran that play? They gained yards on a physical play. Bang, in the huddle, out of the huddle, on the line of scrimmage. Next physical play. It was the pace of those two plays that made them both successful. Win a tight end to the right. Wilder in behind James Franklin in for the short yardage. Now Wilder comes up to the line of scrimmage, and James Franklin gets the first down and more as he'll take it down to the 47, a gain of three, following Sean McEwen and Tyler Holmes on the left side of the offensive line of the Toronto Argonauts. You know, one of the most physical plays in football are these short yardage plays because the physical contact between the offensive line and the defensive line in a very simplistic way is inevitable. But on that play, James Franklin made a big part of it by keeping his legs going. They gained like four yards on a short yardage play right at the BC Lions. I like the fact that Marquise Jackson was on the field for short yardage. Of course. Back to pass, five-man rush. Bethel Thompson reads it, gets it to Alford, and the speedy receiver takes it down to the 31-yard line. That is probably going to be good for 11 yards and a first down. Okay, let's review real quick. They get the play, the catch turned over, and then bang, James Wilder. Second, James Wilder. Short yardage play, first down, and now that one right there. And that was a great job by Super Mario, lowering his shoulder and gaining some yards, even though he is a little guy. The birth of a nickname, Super Mario. We'll give the ball to Super James Wilder. And Superman takes it down to 25-yard line. Running with, as Eric Cartman from South Park would say, a threat. Yes, that was a game six. And look, they're right on the line of scrimmage. Now, BC Lions, I see a lot of guys with the hands in the hips right now. Don't slow them down, ref. Let them go. They will come out. They have Rodney Smith to the near side, SJ Green to the near side, three receivers up top. They'll give the ball to Wilder. Off guard, right side, following Bomba down to the 20-yard line, a gain of five and a first down. Are we watching an NCAA football game here, uh, Alabama versus Auburn? Because this is like bang, <laughs> no, bang, bang, because bang. It's, because it's hurry up. Those yeah, guys want to just relax and get everybody See, look at ready. everybody's on their knee. We have an injury. Yeah, we've got a BC Lion down. Out comes the training staff to take a look at him. Should I just mentioned Ryan Bomba. They ran in behind him. Congratulations uh, to Ryan and Jessica Bombin from your neck of the woods in Burlington. Uh, on Tuesday, Paige was born, uh, a little sister for Avery. So, Ryan Bombin and Jessica Bombin, congratulations. Absolutely. Unfortunately, I can't relate, Mike. Well, see, the, the, the offensive lineman. It's, I don't know what it is with Burlington. You're there, and now that Bombin is back, living in Burlington, like he played with the Ticats for so long, went to Guelph, hometown. They've got... Uh, They've got the carpool going with Bombin and Chris Van Zyl coming in for Burlington. Don't even get me started about driving in this city. <laughs> it's like the go train today, though. I know. I'm proud of you, it's, man. 
Welcome to my oh world. Oh, my God. Take him the, uh, take him go train. The, the injured player is now up on his feet. It's uh, Claudel Lewis, the rookie defensive tackle out of Fresno State. Now, I hate to say this, but this injury is unfortunate for the Toronto Argonauts because they really had something going. They were running amazing pace. They ran so many plays there, one, two, three, four, five plays in between the tackles, and they were wearing out the BC line. So now you got to regenerate and start all over again. So the decision is, do we maintain our line of scrimmage dominance and depend on our offensive line and James Wilder, or do we open it up, have Bethel come on down and throw an out pattern, throw a seam pattern, throw a post pattern, and shoot for a touchdown? Well, they just they, they have to change their scheme, right? You've got a starter out of there now with the injury. And I'll see if, if it ain't, as, as Charles Oakley used to say, if it ain't broke, don't break it. First down at the 20-yard line. We'll see if they continue to pound. Here comes some pressure from deep. McLeod nice Thompson yep. picked it up at the line of scrimmage. The blitz has now been mistimed. He's going to drop and throw it at the feet of Wilder as there was pressure from both sides. Yes. Good play by the Lions. That's up a second down and 10. Well, sometimes it's a guessing game, and sometimes the defense just guesses right. And McLeod Bethel Thompson did notice frontside that there was going to be a blitz, and they knew that they couldn't get out of the blitz. Slowed the play down, adjusted the play, but then he, the blitz was disguised on the backside. So all of a sudden, it was from both sides putting him in the middle. So just kill the play, throw it in the dirt, live for this play. Second to ten from the 20. Back to pass, Bethel Thompson, four-man rush. He's going to roll to the left, throw to the end zone. Has a man and good touchdown. Anthony comes in his first game of the season, comes back and scores the first Argo touchdown of the game. And it is once again a one-possession game. Mike, so many good things to talk about here. First, the catch in the end zone, the tap-tap with the feet. Bethel Thompson took a major league shot on the play. He released the ball at the absolute last second, showing the courage as a quarterback to accept the blow, to make sure that he completes the pass, yet the pass was thrown with accuracy. BC took a risk, and they got burned in man coverage. A lot of good things happening on that touchdown pass. Here comes Medeiros for the extra point. He hasn't missed a field goal yet. He did clang the bar a week ago with an extra point with a convert attempt against the Red Blacks. Rainey will stand back in the end zone just in case. Snap and holder. Good. It's up. Has the leg. Got it. 20 to 17. The Argos cut the disadvantage to three. You're listening to Argo Football on the home of the Boltman. This is TSN 1050. Along with Chris Schultz, my name is Mike Hogan. Welcome back to Toronto Argonaut Football. And the Argos on TSN 1050 are brought to you by Nissan Downtown, part of the Downtown Automotive Group. You are what drives us. And speaking of drives, said the radio veteran, clever segue. What a drive by the Toronto Argonauts. Really good drive by the Toronto Argonauts based on physical play and based on pace. They used James Wilder very effectively. And the first successful run play was followed by another successful run play, then a short yardage play, and all were in between the hash marks. And they physically took it to the BC Lions. And then when they had the injury, and that kind of took the momentum and all the energy away from Toronto, they hit the big play. One of the keys as a quarterback is, are you willing to sacrifice your body to throw the pass and make it complete? Well, on that play, Clout Bethel Thompson showed that he has the courage to sit in that pocket as he was moving out of the pocket, take a shot right in the chops, and throw a football with accuracy. That's a big, fat check mark when they grade him tomorrow. I've been on a couple of uh, TSN affiliates across the country this week talking about the Argos, and two different stations used the nickname The Law Firm from McLeod Bethel oh, yeah, Thompson. Yeah. 
Big Mac. Yeah, that works too. There's a whole bunch of nicknames out there. Just let me use my imagination for a little bit. Here's the kickoff from Maduro's. Kicks it deep. Interesting as the back switched before the kick was made, and Rainey's going to take it to the 25 to the 30, and he is popped by Cassius Vaughn and held on by a couple of teammates, and they want to take their shot at Rainey, and they got one, holding him to the 31 or 32-yard line. Well, he had 12 people covering that kick. Ten people were on the tackle. That shows great energy. And, you know, I, we were talking about the special teams, how they let the Toronto Argonauts down. A lot of special teams play is about energy. It's about desire, and it's about effort. The coverage on that kick with your 10 out of 12 people right there around the ball carrier, that's great energy, that's great effort. So Lule now 12 of 20. Argos have done a nice job on him, 175 yards so far. They've also done a nice job on the rush as Jeremiah Johnson leading rush of 44 yards on eight carries. Ball at the 32-yard line. BC heading toward the lake. Backs to the Gardner at the 32-yard line, moving left to right. And did they get it off in time? I don't. I think it's a town time, uh, time count violation. And we'll find out from Ben Major. I don't think they got it off, Chris. Time count violation. BC number 14. We'll go back five yards. We'll repeat first down. Coming out of a timeout. Yes. To take a time count must drive coaches insane. Nuts. That's why they have wrinkles in their faces. <laughs> I'm serious. They, well, those type of things, they, they just get so frustrated because they're the things that you plan about. Coming out of the timeout, you've got plenty of time. Just go get it back into the flow of the game. First and 15, starting to get some noise made here at BMO today. Ball at the 27-yard line on the right hash mark. Argo shows blitz. Marcus Ball drops off. They throw the ball to Manny Arsenal, who will get back across the initial line of scrimmage to the 35. It'll set up a second and seven. You know, Mike, Travis Lulay's having a little bit of problems handling the football out of shotgun. I haven't been able to determine if it's inaccurate shotgun passes from the center to Lule or whether it's Lule in his hands. But that one, he had to readjust, and it could have been intercepted. It wasn't an accurate pass. Twice, Chris, I've seen uh, Travis take his eyes off the ball off the looking ball? to see where the pressure was coming from. So he snuck a peek, and I didn't see what if that was the case. But twice, that's burned it. And the right tackle, Devon Olafioye, just moved, and this is going to push it back five more. Well, self-destruction. There's always two battles in football. There's a battle of your opponent. DC number 63. That must be, like, you played left tackle. Oh, yeah. So when there was no tight end outside you, that must be the worst feeling in the world when you move early. I'm not saying you ever did that in your career. No, no. The worst feeling in the world is when you get beat around the corner your quarterback gets hit, and you can hear the yeah. breath come out of his lungs. Ooh. That's the worst okay, feeling yeah, in the okay. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he when you make move, up, yeah. like Javon's three and a quarter, right? He's, He's a big man. He steps back, and then there's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. And everybody in the building knows it. Second and 12 from the 30. And they are going to go play action. Another flag is down. In fact, that was an old-style draw. The announcer bit on the play fake, and Jeremiah Johnson took it back to the 32-yard line, but what's the flag? Argos are running off the field. Yes, they Lions are. are walking off the field. So Ben Major has some news for the Toronto Argonauts. Offside, BC, number 88. declined. It's going to be third down. Mike, you know what you call that possession for the BC Lions? Sloppy. Terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Self-destruction, not blocked well, almost an interception, inaccurate shotguns. Passes that 
whole possession was terrible. Let's see if the Martise Falcon can take flight. He's standing at his own 29-yard line. High Long's kick is a bomb. Chasing back at the 24-yard line outside the numbers. It's a great kick. And Martise Jackson's going to get tackled at the 23-yard line. Nice play by Robert Woodson, who took a penalty earlier for an illegal block. He laid off the block. There was no penalty on the play. Martise didn't get the return, but that would have moved it back 10 yards. So a smart play by Woodson to not block, not hit him in the name. What's the old line? If you can read his name, don't hit him. That's correct. Yeah, that's he correct. Did. So he tried to come around and kind of set a pick, so to speak. Well, the thing is that you, if you give up on the play, you're also giving the chance for the running back to make that initial guy miss. Like, I understand yeah. the effort level and the desire to do your play, but it's all these very instantaneous little judgments on special teams coverage and also returns that you have to make, and you have to make them correctly. Mario Alford single coverage to the near side. Back to pass is Bethel Thompson. Ball is tipped, and S.J. Green still almost pulled it down. Boy, that was close. And he was on the seam. He was open at the 40-yard line, but the uh, ball got tipped ahead of him. Not up in the air, but just different direction. Second and 10 from the 24-yard line. If that ball had not been tipped, I think S.J. Green would have had that football and for a first down. That was close either way. Argos can tie it with a field goal, trailing 20-17 to 17 here. Inside two minutes remaining in the third quarter. Three receivers to the near side for McLeod Bethel-Thompson. It's a six-man rush. He reads it. He gets the ball off. It's a first down. Out to Rodney Smith. The big man from Florida State has it at the 35-yard line for a gain of 11. Well, the Great best, route. Best pass that uh, Bethel-Thompson threw was the touchdown pass to, to Coombs. The next best pass was this one. Because this one he just set back. He saw his reads. He threw that with great velocity accuracy right in the hands of Rodney. Right in between. The numbers, that was perfect, accurate throw, even towards the inside, so if he had to turn on the inside, he could gain more yards. Like snuck a peak, Rodney Smith drove deep, looked to drive the back deep, and then came in on the curl, and it was a perfect route at 11 yards. And here goes Wilder, off tackle, right side, across the 40, rumbling his way out for eight yards to the 43, with a minute three remaining in the quarter. Argos moving closer to field goal range, which would tie the game. You know, James Wilder's got to be closing in on 100 yards because it seems like every run he's had, or at least 90% of the runs, have been positive. And on that one, I mean, this is a, a run of nine, eight and a half yards. Once again, physically, the offensive line for Toronto is wearing out the defensive line for the BC Lions. If anything, I would continue to run the ball and keep the pace going. They had Chris Kolonkowski at his tight end. He comes off. They give the ball to Wilder on second and short. That was an interesting decision because they have the bigs out there already. Right. With Kolonkowski, who's an offensive lineman out of York. So now he's going to turn around and run all the way out as they go short yardage again. Dylan Wynn comes out as a tight end. And I love the fact that Martise Jackson goes in on the short yardage team. That's, that's I know, awesome. I know. I, James Franklin's a quarterback. They need about two feet here from their own 44 and a foot line. They need to get to the 45. Wilder will go deep behind Franklin. And they are going to go to Franklin. And it's going to be a first down. And I understand now why Tristan Jackson, Tristan, I've done that before. Martise Jackson is in there. He went in motion. He came up hard to the line of scrimmage and then ran behind James Franklin. So he's going to take a defender with him. That's so exactly that's, right. The defender out of the point of attack. So that's uh, the final play of quarter number three. 22-17, Lions have the lead, Argos are driving. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. 